Welcome to another episode of Bringing Down the Grindhouse, a podcast where we discuss horror in media. And tonight, join us as we enter the fog and get a little psychologically uh, horrifying as we discuss Silent Hill. I'm Mitch. I'm Murr. I'm Justine. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Bronson. Again. Yes, again. welcome back. Back by back. popular demand. Back again. <laughs> Probably not true. We asked him like five minutes ago, and he was like, yeah. Tell the folks. Thanks, bro. Hell yeah. Yeah, he was standing right next to me after the first one, and then we were like, you want to do it again? And he said, yeah. So here we are. Dope. In case you're wondering, we usually record two episodes in a night. No, we don't. We don't do that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You are ruining the illusion. Here. <laughs> There's no illusion here. I became a Silent Hill expert. <laughs> yes. Again. Since the last episode. Love it. <laughs> okay. So Silent Hill, real quick, came out in 2006. It was directed by Christoph Gans. And it's based off the popular video game by Konami. And that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> like, that's it. That's it. That's all that's you need it. to when, know. When did the video game come out? Uh, the first one came out in 99. The nice. second, and So it's based off, like, the first three. Like, it has elements from the first three. Mm-hmm. First one came out in 99. Second one was 2001. And then 2003 after that. So, And it features Andrea from The Walking Dead as a butch cop. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. She, and she uh, she plays a cop pretty well. She's badass. She's badass in this movie. Yeah, I I'm really mad that that leather jacket gets ruined in the beginning because I was fucking dope. Yeah, I was. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, she keeps the leather gloves most of the time. Mm. Then gets roasted. But whatever. Oh, <laughs> roasted. And I think you can look. I think it's like uh, Lilo from Lilo and Stitch is the little girl. Really? Oh, what? Maybe uh, I'm thinking of the ring. Could be. Uh, I need to look that up. I thought they were the yeah. same actress. Me. If it is, yeah. I know the girl from The Ring is Lilo. So if it's the same actress. I think then it's yeah. like Chase oh, David is something. I think that's her name. And then yeah. has uh, Sean Bean as a character. <laughs> Literally a character. He doesn't yeah. do shit the whole movie. <laughs> and he doesn't die. <laughs> it's a betrayal to form for Sean Bean. Oh, man. I mean, Honestly, maybe I'm a little grateful for this, actually. Yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, this is Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I can't remember what else he, he was in that he dies Wait, in. Wait, who did he play in Lord of the Rings? Um, Boromir. Boromir. You uncultured. Oh. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Do He's... people care about Boromir? Damn, dude. Whoa. Oh, my God. Whoa. We're going to get him. Go fuck yourself. That's like some of the most character development Lord of the Rings got was Boromir. Oh, my God. You fucking yo, <laughs> uncultured I... shit. Yo, <laughs> yo, yo, I want the ring for the humans. Oh, fuck, there's arrows. Cool. Cool oh, story arc, bro. He was Whoa. defending the Whoa. hobbits. We can't talk about this right now. Not I'll do so this much. later. No, see... I'll beat the shit out of you later, Mur. <laughs> Anyways. So... He, gets shot by... he gets shot with an arrow by a roided out fucking Urukai. What are you talking about? Anyway, <laughs> we're moving on to something else. This is so detri- You right. railed us so hard well, with that. Well, we should talk about his wife. Rada Mitchell plays Rose. Yeah, she annoys me. She had 86 different dresses for this movie. What the fuck? Why? Because they get different types of blood on them. I'm so mad. <laughs> I would have, like, I, if someone would have came to me in production and been like, listen, we need 86 different dresses, I'd be like, no, you don't. You just need to shoot it in a certain order so we don't have to wash that shit. What the fuck are you doing spending that much money? What the hell? It's for effect. Her, her, her dress gets, CGI it, bro. Gets, 
You did the rest uh, of it. You, you, it was that, awful. That mentality is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> just CGI it. Well, no, it's, it's for like. You got her, it. We'll fix it in post, bro. Her dress gets like slowly redder and redder and darker. She fair, also didn't fair. like wash her hair throughout production. Whoa. So she oh. just looks like worse. She as, does look like shit the by the end goes, of the movie. The adventure goes on. This movie like really. It goes through a lot of things about like being a parent. And like, I don't know. It's just fucking. It's just weird and unsettling at times. Like, Elaborate. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Tell us more about how you feel. I'll, I'll tell you how I feel, but it's like you have a child, they sleepwalk. That's a that's an issue. You gotta deal with that as a parent. But then your child is right writing and talking about a certain place that has terrifying terrifying imagery of just people dying in fires. Technically, the coal mines still burn down there. Love that. And the the fog. People have died in the city. And she is from West Virginia. You have adopted this child. She is your own. Okay, I will give you that. It's definitely a fear I feel a lot of parents have when it comes to adopting a child. Right. Is not knowing where they came from, what sort of experiences they had until they came to that home. And in this case, it was probably like one of the worst scenario situations. You have a daughter who is basically possessed or is a part of some other possessed being. A half of another? Yeah. The good half of the bad? A strange hellish town with a cult. Yeah, I, I think that she's like the. I think yeah. she's, she's kind of like a in um in Hereditary where um where Paimon is like put into a body. She's kind of in that role. Yeah. Specifically. Yeah. So to go back to the sleepwalking parenting thing, that was like one of my in my notes initially oh. I had. Oh, their, because you're an expert. Their backyard just goes to an underpass. Yeah. Yeah. And it just and that underpass goes to a waterfall. Like if you're if your child build a fence. <laughs> it's, like, it's a nice house they're obviously like doing well yes they're, yeah it, 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 it really true. weirded me out I, maybe just because i live that in, was like, a nice suburbs. ass house yeah maybe just because of where i live but like the fact that their yard just goes to yeah that was wild somewhere like there's no right. fence there's no border it's just like oh now we're in the underpass yeah and she barely like saves her daughter yeah. she's about to fall off that fucking pass yeah lock the doors like build a fence do something, do something. <laughs> yeah for as much as she cares about this child's mental well-being, her physical safety clearly not on the uh, mother's uh, mind during this whole thing. I don't know, not like, at all. She also lets her ride in the front seat. How old is yeah. this chick? How dare she? First of all, there are <laughs> no warnings child for a reason. Seat. I'm glad I'm not the only one who thought of that. Because when she's like, Mom, I want to ride in the front seat. And she's like, sure, sweetie. I'm like, wait. Oh, and, and then the <laughs> cop walks up. And I thought the cop was going to be like, hey, she can't ride in the Honestly, front seat. Honestly, <laughs> I did too. I was like, what's the problem? Yeah, it's like, there's a cop right there. There's an unattended child in the front seat. <laughs> Also that, she definitely is like, hey, what's going on? I love that she's like, I don't talk to strangers. And rolls up the window. She like, said, oh. I don't talk to cops. Yeah, for real. <laughs> good girl. <laughs> like, oh. oh, my God. So this, so the butch cop. <laughs> who's her, a name, na- <laughs> her name is Sybil. Okay? Oh, okay. So Sybil. Yeah, it, it sounds I, butch. Honestly, it tracks. It tracks. Butch ass. It tracks. Cop name right She's pretty there. badass. Honestly, Sib- Officer Sybil. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> yo, she ham. Yo, she civil ha- service. You're waiting. How long did you wait for that joke? At least two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so. 
I mean, she she reacts how I think. I mean, in the games, I believe that the cop that your character meets in the game is uh, someone who's invest who's been investigating this town already. Wasn't it the Wasn't it the dude? It was- the dude is going there specifically because his daughter is there. It's it's almost like word for word what the game oh, story gotcha. was. Okay. Almost. It's very it's very similar, especially down to like the her waking up in the diner with the jukebox playing. Mm-hmm. She meets the cop there in the game. Oh wow! And oh, there we go. It is a male cop though. A little bit different. Yeah. So yeah. So they did they did a little bit of swaps here and there, but the essence of the story is still essentially there. Her daughter is you know, sleepwalking and having these nightmares about Silent Hill, a place that is in West Virginia that she has a past in. Uh, isn't this place also based off of an actual place somewhere in America? I don't know if it's West Virginia, but there is a coal mining town in which their coal mines caught fire and to this day continue to burn and the ash is so toxic, people can't live there and they hallucinate. This is a real place in America. Yeah. yeah. It's like Connecticut or yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's in yeah, it's in one of those middle states. <laughs> they those are coastal states. No, not East Coast. Oh, um, you know what? I don't know my geography <laughs> yeah. anyway. Clearly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no one yeah. gives a fuck about the East team- Coast. Anyway. <laughs> I give a fuck about the East Coast. <laughs> the team that work on it, they're the, you wanna know what they're called? No. Huh. Uh, team Silent. <laughs> wow. Uh, I'm not even all right. Well, I mean, that was just what, like, I think, like, Team Ninja did, like, the Ninja Guiding. Game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, like, Fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you have this daughter. She's seeing the, this town. And then her drawings are depicting, like, people burning, witches at the stake, right. churches and schools and stuff. And there's, like, a deeper story behind it. But you're kind of going with Rose through this mental fog as well as a parenting fog. I mean, I think one of my favorite quotes in the movie is like, uh, it's what the cop says, like, kids see mom as God. I think it's a very interesting line to fucking portray in the film, for sure. Because, I mean, like, when you're a kid, especially if you're adopted, I mean, if you have, if you're adopted by someone shitty, I mean, your life is shitty. If you're, you know, you're living your life, if it's shit, it's shit. But you can't, you can't really do much to change it when you're a child. Mm. so you gotta live with what you got and so it's like interesting to note later in the movie it will connect to this but i thought the kid in this movie was like so troubled not only from like the real mom but like the fake mothers that come through from the past and in the the fog it's just a real fucked up situation some good child acting yeah Yeah. for real for sure (laughs) especially the Uh, evil version i i I felt like i guess yeah it's good for like a child uh, right exactly that. yeah, yeah. That, that's or a better a way to say it there's there some, there some parts where i'm like uh that was, that was the take you're going with but they also decided to give some heavy lines to some of these kids and i was like oh <laughs> like all right we're gonna go oh, this yeah, route. definitely heavy, heavy subject yeah holy shit there's that whole scene where she explains the entirety of it with like the flashback and they have the oh uh, see like that, yep. that's one yep. of like the weaker parts from like right it, it just it's just a slideshow with like a filter over it yeah, like, all <laughs> yeah right, pretty we, much we got we gotta get the exposition out here you you've reached the the final act pretty uh, much one thing i wanted to note about this movie is that the shots in this movie are spot on for the game the game does like it does the same camera movements same that you see in the video angles. game. There was yeah. a lot of care in the making of this movie to make it feel like the video game. Yeah. It's that over-the-shoulder look. Yeah. And there was even some shots where the camera stays in one place yeah. and the character's moving across yeah. as if they were moving across the screen. Yeah. Like, it, I it's did appreciate those. It's a lot of like, fixed angles like there was in the, in the game. Yeah. Like when she's going through that um, alleyway with all those weird babies. 
and god god that yeah oh Oh my god uh, oh and they all like fall on top of each other they're screeching it's just the shots in there like the cinematography is a one for that the uh the alarm that goes off is still very creepy to me even like so many years later watching it because it's like because that's like a legit (laughs) alarm that you hear like on a military base yeah it's like the air raid yeah it's like oh we're about to get bombed yeah exactly isn't it also the same as the tornado warning one i think so yeah it's probably very close hearing that shit is surreal i remember i was doing some traveling a few years ago going through the midwest where they have you know actual weather unlike here in they gotta deal with fucking tornadoes and shit but they'll do tornado warning tests on occasion to make sure their alarms work. So I'm yeah. just out here, you know, chilling, minding my own business. It's a Fuck. clear, sunny day. And then I hear this siren blaring in the distance. I'm like, holy shit, are we about to get like bombed? Right. Please say test. Please say yeah. test. Yeah. Uh, I do have to say, though, I felt like the movie had a really strong, like, metaphorical analogy that they were going with as far as her entering into the Silent Hill area, which was like easily applicable to like somebody just going into hell or going into some weird purgatory where they have to deal with something. And in this case, she's like very much dealing with her own internal problems, like being a mother, but also like those decisions you sort of have to make along the way of like, you know, are you going to do this or that? And you're going to be considered like good or evil for it. Right. It was also a very good call to religion in general. Yeah. Like the morality of it regards to their faith and how people will do absolutely terrible, wicked and evil things in the name of whatever faith they believe in. They love purifying by fire. That is like the thing people love to do. It's called manifest destiny. (laughs) Oh my God. God. Horrible. (laughs) Horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. I will Holy say, shit. It, it did bother me that they still had the, the street sign for Silent Hill. Yeah. Because she gets pulled over and she's like, oh, it's right there. I'm like, just, you don't want anyone going here. Just switch out the sign. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Like, like, it's been like a, like a, they're trying to keep this, this like hidden yeah. or not, or like just under, under wraps. Out, yeah, under wraps. And they're like, well, go remove that sign. It seems like it's the only sign that points to True. this town. Right. And when she finally enters this, town i mean it's covered in soot and fog that's just so heavy and it is prevalent in the games but they really lay it on there and it has to do with like the unknown it's very scary in there and the first time you hear the alarm it will probably shake you that's such a great scene though because she literally goes down the the staircase and it becomes darker right she gets down there yeah and i'm like oh this is great she's like descending into some evil shit right and that's the thing this there's like three different worlds within this. There's yeah, the, exactly. There's the fog world. There is the reality world where the husband is trying to figure out where the fuck his kid and his wife are. And then there's the fucking, I guess you could say hell, but the Silent Hill version of what yeah. happened, which we later learn is from one of the child. Right. The children. Yeah. And it's like the dynamic. When, when you hear the siren and the light goes off, you know shit's going down. True. Also, the violence in the movie is used at certain moments, and it's jarring every single time. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you're just like, oh, fuck, this guy just got his skin ripped off? <laughs> Here we yeah, go. See, oh. that, <sighs> that kill's always stuck with me, with the girl like just ripped ripping her clothes off and ripping her scalp and like flinging it at the door yeah you're like oh shit oh my See, god usually i'm not a big fan of gore in movies but i feel like this movie used gore appropriately it was an overkill and when it did happen it was very striking and purposeful yeah. also that lady gets sawed in half with barbed wire oh <laughs> that was coach. amazing <laughs> you're like oh my god <laughs> Yeah, that was nuts. <laughs> just like saw straight through and then just rips her in half. And you're like, oh, all right. There's like a certain weird connection with all these people in Silent Hill because they're kind of trapped in this fog world and always going right. into this darkness. The church is the only thing that saves them, though. 
Yeah, like, that quote, unquote, protects, quote unquote them. protects them. You know, I think the the evil version of the girl says it, where she's like, their blind faith like protects them. Yeah, and protects them like from getting. She she has to like go into the woman to even get into the space, and that I can't believe she gets stabbed though. Like that woman just comes out and stabs her straight in the heart. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> She drops it and she's like, hey, she had to be fucking killed. I had to do it. And everyone's like, yeah. Yo, yeah. Okay, was I the only one that was I the only one that thought that that was like Sigourney Weaver at one point? I was like, is that fucking it? Is did, that, it did kind of look like is it. Is that Sigourney Weaver? I was like, no, no. Oh, no. It's that like, would have been great. It's if discount it Sigourney Weaver. It's dollar store to Sigourney Weaver. They had like the tallest dude in that movie. I wanted to talk about this for the pyramid <laughs> for the pyramid head, right? No. Yo, why is he so ripped though? <laughs> Yo, because he'd be swinging that big ass fucking sword. I, I said, I was like, "Yo, yeah. he's got to swing that shit around." It's just he has his own personal gym with just that sword. That's what I'm saying. And he's just doing he's doing presses with it. You know, he's got some lunges going on with the sword. He's just really getting all right. the muscle groups. What, I want to so, know what gym so he goes. What to. is he supposed to represent though? All right, so Do you know? yeah, hit hit us with that, the that, representation. That brings us in, into <laughs> the the symbolism of all the creatures, right. except Pyramid Head. Oh, so, yeah, Um, so every creature in this movie represents something that has to do with Alessa, mainly with Alessa, except Pyramid Head. Pyramid Head's role in the games represents the main character's James. His name is James. It's like his, like, uh, it's his guilt and his, like, desire to feel punishment of some sort. Oh, gotcha. And so that that's why it's always, like, slowly chasing him and it's so destructive. But in here, it's, it doesn't really represent anything. It, it's just there. To, they just like, wanted to show you the yeah, character. It, it's, yeah, Pyramid Head is the one creature that's in this movie, Cuz Silent Hill. <laughs> yeah. All right. Whereas, like, even, like, the... Like, the, oh, that, that one arm, the no arm thing that, like, spits on Andrea. Yeah, with, or, like, the acid blood. Yeah. yeah mm. Like, even that. Even that represents how Alessa feels when she, it shows her in, like, the deathbed at the very end. Right. She's all, like, wrapped up in, I don't mm. know, in, like, that mummy. Pose yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. The, the creature loosely represents that. And, like, the, the gray children that, like, are climbing all over Rose and, like, the first time it, it goes that goes that hell world. Like that's supposed to represent the the classmates of Alessa. Yeah. I do gotta oh. say though, I didn't like the design of bringing her up in the bed. Yeah, just mu- yeah. just like wrap her in barbed wire and then bring her up like that. Yeah, don't, no, don't like, have the whole bed frame. Also, she's looked kind of like like cakey around. Yeah, yeah. it was weird. Yeah, you could have totally done like something a little more badass if you're gonna have barbed wire as the main. Just weapon. have her as her burn form. That also, that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, don't or, even cover her up or don't even show the face. Just show like the little burn tent that they made for her mm. uh there's like a, a flying little tent yeah that is just a flying tent. <laughs> i don't know i don't know how i feel about that either yeah no i, I didn't like that it's like her yeah. bed being held yeah up it was weird it, it's like a weird like yeah. fleshy version of her she's just been like <laughs> do, a burned corpse do the nurses represent anything they do lust <laughs> i don't know uh, just because so, okay. no. they have titties no, <laughs> you are partially correct so ah. there are nurses in the first one and it yeah. represents uh Alessa's time in the in the hospital but they look they don't look like the the sexy version they look clo- more like the one that had no eyes like the, with the old yeah. maid outfit yeah the the sexy nurses show up in silent hill 2 where the main character his his wife has terminal illness and obviously they weren't like having sex because of that so the nurses represent one her illness and two 
like it's sexual frustration. That's why they they look the way they do. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, well, shit. So yeah, there are nurses in the first one, and it's and I'm I'm sure in the movie it's supposed to just reflect her time in the hospital. Right. But yeah, there's there's no reason from the look the way they do. Do the bugs represent anything? They do. Oh shit. <laughs> okay. I meant it when I said every creature. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, in man. the game. In Silent Hill 1, they represent Alessa's hate for insects. That's very, it's pretty okay. simple. But in the I movie, uh, the, the director has said that they are the the memories of everyone else that's died in, in Silent Hill, and they're trapped there as, like, punishment. Also, Shit. Uh, they have a connection with the Jander, which is, like, my favorite creature design in the movie. He's the guy, first he's found in, like, the stall. Like, all oh! It's like the second time I think the hell world shows up. Yeah. And he yeah. comes crawling out. Well, I guess we'll cover him in a second. Um, he comes crawling out and it shows the creepers. Uh, I guess we have to talk about the jander first. Yeah. Is there, everyone remember? Yeah. Yeah. So the jander. Uh, sexually assaulted. Sexually assaulted yeah. Alessa. Um, because of that, he got like extra punishment. She's all strapped up. He's all strapped up in the, in the stall. And when he gets released in the hell version, everything he touches gets infected. Ooh. So, so that's like a, like an STD. Oh shit! Right. Remember that time we talked about trauma? Yeah. <laughs> which which trauma? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah, which remember time? that time we talked about trauma? It was in the in our Nick Land one. Um, ah, we have, we have the like, times of that trauma is not something you experience in one situation. It's something that pervades and continues. Right. So I wonder if that's is sort of like a, another representation because it's a, you know, it's a sexual assault, yeah. you know, representation. So I imagine that like that memory comes back and like infects everything else around it. Yeah. Sort I would of say idea. that's, that's pretty much spot on for that. Yeah. Also, I mean, like she is a child. She got untainted by a person unwillingly. Yeah. Yeah, it's it it just it it, it, it focuses on the fact and even shows his hand. Everything he touches gets infected Ugh. and like gets even worse, even for like that hell world. Yeah. And according to the director, um, the scene where Pyramid Head stabs into the door. That's yeah. He, he opens it up and then all the bugs crawl in. That is like a, a assault metaphor. That's what I was thinking when oh. I saw that. So, so the bugs, yeah. I was like, this This is very phallic looking. I know, yeah, his and Yonic, giant sword. Yonic and phallic at the same time, so we're doing it. That's what's going on. So yeah, the, the bugs, in addition to representing the memories of those who have died, uh, are also a bodily fluid, like, mm-hmm. metaphor. Or... I think what fucks me up the most about this movie is having these three separate worlds, and when they, like, overlap, like, when um, Rose is in the school, and she's, like, walking the same way that her husband is while he's trying to find Rose and his daughter. And he's like, I just smelled her perfume. I just felt her here. Like it fucks me up because like they're in the same fucking area, but just in different zones and they can't get to one another. That was something I was wondering if maybe the game explained it more, but how it is possible for these different realities to exist superimposed and how one enters it and one doesn't because they both came into the town the same way. So it wasn't that, but for some reason, Rose was in the alternate dimension, whereas her husband was in the quote-unquote reality, reality yeah. dimension. So sometimes in our real world, people will say things like, the veil is thin in this area, or yeah. there's something like things are able to pass through from supernatural areas. So 
this town, Silent Hill, might be set on like a ley line or something along those lines that allows those entities to enter, like, and people to go to that area if they like fall into it, mm. essentially. And that's what it looks like to me, anyway. That's what how I would explain it. So it's like there's a specific point, almost like a vortex, that if you pass through it, then you enter into that dimension. And, and it's not something that's like tangible. Either it's not something you can like immediately, you're just gonna fall into it. It might also be sort of like on a timer, I would guess, because you know how the nightmare dimension comes around during a certain time and you hear the siren to give you warning. Is it the same with like the alternate dimension that Rose is in? Is that if she passes through at a certain time or in a certain existence, like say she was obviously really stressed out and anxious when she entered the area, so maybe that is what caused her to enter into that dimension. There, there is. Like, when Rose enters, she is strained from the path and trying not to run over the Alessa that's there. Mm-hmm. And I believe Alessa says in the movie, like, later on, that I brought you here because you had to bring the other half to complete, like, the cycle yeah, or whatever there, there's also a line from uh, the homeless woman that, that Rose meets that ends up being Alessa's mother. Yeah. When they first interact, they say, she says, like, oh, the, the dark one decides, like, who comes and goes. Oh, shit. Why, ah. why that allows Sybil to show up, I don't know. But, yeah, it's, it's also, I, bel- I, I assume, why they're able to leave. Because Alessa has, you know, found her, her other half. Other half. And then it's like, all right, now we can leave. And they've made peace after they get their revenge. Yeah, yeah. Finally, on the people that but yeah, there is like kind of fuck like a, her up. I guess, not a throwaway line, but yeah, it's a quick line referring to the Dark One allowing, or being able to yeah, that's let true. people in and out. Yeah, and I think what really fucks you up in, is the ending of the movie, too. Because the first time I saw it, I was just like, oh, did they die in the car crash? That's what I thought when I first Ooh. fucking saw it. Oh. Yeah. That's an interesting thing. I was like, Could be that shit. they died in the car crash. Are they then... stuck in purgatory? Yeah, exactly. They had to go through Silent Hill to see whether they were going to go to hell or stay stuck in purgatory or something else. I mean, Silent Hill and how it, how it is described and whatnot, really, like some parts of it seem very limbo-y. Yeah. Like if you're lo- talking like reference like Dante's Inferno or something like Don't that. They, doesn't she even say that something about this limbo? Like there's a line that she, she tells the religious people where she's like, you're the ones who decided to be like stuck in this limbo. Like yeah. she even references the place that she's in as yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, so it makes sense. This would be yeah. a perfect setup for like a purgatory metaphor yeah. as well or yeah. just it literally being that. Because in a lot of cases, I feel like people who are in purgatory are people that have unfinished business. Which right. Is in a lot of cases is where ghosts and stuff. They got to figure out what they're gonna do. Right. And yeah. so the people in this religious cult may have actually died, but they're bound to the area by their unfinished business of carrying out whatever sort of cultish deeds. I that figured they, they were to. just stuck there because they decided to burn a kid alive, and they were like, "You need to figure out your morals before we <laughs> yeah, send you somewhere." <laughs> that too. You know, hell doesn't sound very good for you, so we'll just do purgatory, <laughs> and we'll see how you figure it out there. <laughs> burning kids not necessarily hell worthy here but right. man <laughs> watching and then the cops Rose enters because she's has oh, unfinished yeah, yeah. business of trying to figure out her child's backstory and find a solution to their psychological issues and the, the cop is just trying to do their job i mean she probably <laughs> she probably has like unresolved feelings about the first time she went there when the yeah. kid got thrown down the shaft and like she had to find him and everything so it could be just some yeah, trauma like, uh, that she has to yeah. revisit it's also like her moment of like redemption. Yeah, exactly. It's a Even good redemption moment. Her sacrifice is like in vain. It, like, no, it's not it, in, well, vain. It's in vain. It's also just like pointless. Yeah, 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 yeah it really was. Me, yeah, like when they're cornered and she pulls out her gun, which they she could have just gone empty. with her. <laughs> and it's like just get in the 
in the yeah, elevator you could, yeah, with just go Rose. There. They think you have a loaded gun. Just get in and pull the pipe out. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's true. I felt the same way. The self-sacrifice wasn't really needed. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it yeah. just It's just there to show us that, oh, this is how they burn people. Yeah, they, right. they right. rode her out. And then had they had to show that. That was rough, though. Watching her get yeah. burnt alive yeah. was like, oh, my God. Yeah, like the fire doesn't even, like, go onto the ladder. It just the, from the heat itself. Yeah, yeah just that's her. actually, like, probably one of the most brutal ways to kill somebody. Because yeah, I feel real. like if you were just to straight up light them on fire, it'd be a pretty quick death. Yeah. But holding them over the fire, they're going to burn and feel that heat yeah, for a long shows, time like, her... before they yeah, actually catch fire. blistered and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's bubbling. Really well oh. Like, have you ever hold like held your hand over, like, a flame from, like, You can do it, like, over a lighter. That shit fucking hurts imagine a bonfire and holding yeah. your whole body over it yeah I, she also says like you guys are like killing an innocent fucking kid you're like you guys do this you guys kill innocent fucking children like mm-hmm. look at yourselves it was really strong rope though so apparently yeah. yeah real shit yeah that's it that shit held her up i that, thought she was gonna fall that's in thing that like it shows her like after like just completely charred and black and like and the wood frame and the, the yeah rope up. who knows but they were ready to burn a child this just makes me think of like the witch hunts that were really common oh, totally. back in the day. Yeah. Uh, considering well, they too, called that, her like, a witch. Yeah, but also considering that the main characters in this movie are all female. True. Yeah, there's yes. a very limited male cast in this. I think there's like two dudes. Yeah, yeah and, and from what from what I've read, uh, that was really just supposed to be it. Just all like a mainly female cast, and then the the studio or someone's like oh we need we need males or something <laughs> annoying so that's why like sean bean and and <laughs> the other detective he's tig from sons of Anarchy. yeah for real <laughs> that's all i i, I cannot I unsee as. him yeah. as that character um, that's why they just exist they're yeah. just there well the thing is this investigator or detective he knows what the fuck's gone right on in silent hill and it's crazy because you know he's fucking covering something up and like sean bean's character knows too and he's he's going to He's willing to go through all the lengths to fucking figure out what's going on with his daughter. I mean, he breaks and enters, goes to a fucking orphanage. Tell me who the fuck this is, you know? <laughs> like, and it's like it's like a classical orphanage too. Like, yeah, for yeah. real. Like nun and yeah. maybe not nun, but yeah. It's... You know, lights out, no talking after lights out. <laughs> and he's just there to like shake a sister and be like, tell me, tell me what you know. He legit like, shakes her, which is hilarious to me. I was like, like, I'll get you for fucking assault, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I thought he was going to get shot. Not going to (laughs) lie. I thought he was going to die in this movie. They they do show in that flashback with the filter over it that like that guy was there to pull out Alessa in the fire. Right. Yeah. That's why his hands are burned and he wears the black gloves. It was symbolism. Right. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, I know. I was like wondering. I'm like, are you trying to get like a savior sort of complex going here? Is this Jesus Christ? But we didn't go that far. Jesus (laughs) Christ. Just like, yeah, go ahead. One thing, does that add up in the timeline, though? Uh, I don't think it does. (laughs) I I think he talks about, oh, everything happened like 30 years ago. Yeah, and I'm like, how old are you? Yeah, it's like, you're pretty young Wouldn't you be like 50, 60 at this point? But you said your dad died in that fire. (laughs) Also that, like what? It wasn't your dad's hands, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, that that was one thing that I'm like. Agreed. And it's probably just another example of how these characters are just thrown in. I'm like, this doesn't add up with what you were saying in your last scene. Bronson, you're pretty tall. How tall are you? I'm six six. Ooh. Holy shit. Okay. Okay. So you. You so, not. No, I'm just <laughs> so looks up. <laughs> so the, the the guy that played Pyramid Head, don't know his name, but 
found out that on set he wore 15 inch heels to get to like almost seven feet tall. Oh, nice. those are those are rookie numbers. Right. <laughs> those heels. Yeah. <laughs> right. Wait, so was he just wearing platforms? Yeah. 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 It's yeah. great. He's, he's got it's that, like, like, there's no way you can have a 15 inch heel. Your foot isn't even that big. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but it's extra platform. That makes sense. Right. And they're basically still to that point. Yeah. 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 Um, I also know that all the creatures were performed by dancers because they could do those crazy ass movements and makes sense i mean you know more about this than i do can can you like explain a little for i mean i was just thinking back to when we were talking about ex machina oh right because the woman that played the uh cyborg ai person she was a ballet dancer because she could control very specific muscles in her body and create these interesting intricate movements but i could definitely see that especially for the nurses because they had this certain like tick in the way that they would walk which is very unusual and that's why it's so unsettling to see these things on movies like just think about the ring how samara is walking in like a back bend down the stairs now seeing that normally is pretty fucking creepy but i see people in back bends all the time as a dancer you know it's kind of common but it's an unusual movement that people wouldn't do normally so it's pretty unsettling to see in certain settings it's so cool too because they react to the light Mm-hmm. And then she has to turn it off and you could hear them chittering. Yeah. And then finally, real. like they real, like that was the thing I was like, Oh, can you just touch these things and they won't hurt you? No, no, no. Yeah. They're still, they're, they're still, still active, very dangerous. <laughs> but that's the thing when they're going through the fight, not the fight, but you know, the fucking violence. Yeah. She has to them, get, she has to make her way through. They're stabbing each other. It looks so like that was scary. a good scene. Yeah. That was a really good scene. It brings up the tension while you're watching it. Cause you're like, Oh shit. Cause they're moving towards her and you, she doesn't know what to do at first. And then she turns off the light and she's like, okay, all right. And then she figures out how to do it. She gets smarter. She turns the yeah. light on and just leaves it. Just fuck it. Also a nice moment for her to have like a trial. Like she has to go through some challenges to get to where she's going to go. And that's oh, one of them. Uh, the ultimate trial for me would be the directions of the hospital. Yeah. Like, literally oh. she's going like, left, 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 right, right, right. And I'm like, I just be, dead. I would have like, been <laughs> dead. I cannot remember shit like that. Yeah, all I was thinking was like, do you have to remember this on the way back? Yeah. Oh shit. You <laughs> yes. do. Yes, you do. Oh, just yeah. got to reverse everything. I'm just going to hope the game is over by the time I get down. Here. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Right. I will, yeah. I will not make it back. Is there one door that just leads out? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. There's an exit. There's a yeah, back it's door. Like, it's every dungeon in an RPG. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, oh, you go through all this way and then you beat the boss. There's just a ladder. Yeah. Straight up. Thanks guy. Thanks guy. I love that. That's pretty yeah. much it. And the boss is God. Also your dad. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love jokes like that where it's like, yeah, man, you know, go collect some berries. Now I want you to kill God. <laughs> That's the next mission. Uh, are you talking about Genshin Impact? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Talk about any JRPG ever. Yes, exactly. That's hilarious. I'm looking at you. Man, I, I was thinking of like Persona 5 where you oh, shoot God Oh, fucking shit face. for real. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, all right. Go on a date with this with this oh high school girl. God. All right. At the end of the game, you're shooting God in the face. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Love it. We call gotta, this balance. I gotta say, the set design on this movie is fucking. Still phenomenal. looks pretty good. Yeah. I mean, even the CGI the, doesn't look like it's awful. Oh, Mitch has something to say about that. But uh, the dirt in this <laughs> fucking movie. Yeah, it's like some good fucking dirt, man. <laughs> That's some dirty dirt. I mean, okay, these burnt out buildings look like they're fucking burnt out. Yeah, that's all that's, I gotta fucking that's say. That's fair. Yeah, so I give points for that. You didn't like the CGI? Let's talk about happened? the CGI, baby. There's like, there's some parts where the CGI looks good, but in the very opening, I was like, oh no, I was like, mm, that's oh. fair. The opening was kind of rough. Yeah, like, 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 especially when she's on like the court where all of the little like crazy like baby things are all twisting around and chasing after her and stuff. And I was just kind of like, these are so obviously CGI. 
Right, she's just I'm running not, in an empty room. <laughs> could you not have just had like a bunch of creepy looking dudes grab at her or something? Or I don't, I don't know, I don't know. I, I, I felt like it was a little lackluster there, but then the rest of the movie it, it brightened up. So maybe I'm not, I'm being a little bit too mean when I'm thinking about it. No, stand your ground. Be a critic. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know the fog looked great. <laughs> it's like, did you mean the ash? No. I, oh yeah, the ash. Yo, these dust particles. I definitely mean because, like, right before that, she comes across that guy that's just like barbed wire yeah, up on the cut fence, in half. and that's like it's all practical and he, it looks great. Yeah, that's true. And she true. turns around, yeah, it's just like this gray screaming like CGI thing. I, I really did like like the the parts of like I mean even like the janitor. That's the one uh, she grabs the keys out of his mouth yeah. and the door and the dorsal. That thing was fucking creepy. Yeah, that creature actually like like and, and that was not CGI either. That was yeah. like yeah. that was like some some good, some good practical like a contortionist effects. who like strapped a piece of wood to his back and then crawled around on it. Now, it was pretty awesome. These transition effects though, from like the daytime to the fucking hell world. Now that that is some good stuff right there. Honestly. It's like very it's faithful to the game. Yeah. Yeah. And if you've ever played the game, it's a lot of puzzles and it's a lot of fucking trying to run away from shit. I think my favorite part, <laughs> it's so little, but it's when the birds come out because the birds, they protect people. They are basically the sign that the evil is coming. Mm-hmm. So that's why they carry them in cages. So oh. when the birds are squawking, you, got, you better get the fuck out. What uh, kind of birds are they? I think I remember actually hearing about this. Uh, it was a common practice among people who were mining. Yeah. Is if they would go into a certain spot in the caves where there was little oxygen or is the, there was some sort of weird gas, they would keep birds in cages with them. And the birds are very sensitive, obviously. And so if there wasn't enough air for them to breathe or if there's a weird gas, they would die or they would pass out before the people would. So they would observe the bird. If the bird was passed out, then they're like, okay, we can't go this way. So they go back and try another route. Yeah, it also sometimes like release them into the cave. Yeah. If they don't come back, it's like, oh, we're not going in now. (laughs) We're not going in now. (laughs) That's uh, shitty, but it works. Well, (laughs) this raises the ultimate question, though. Who fit? Who? Would you fuck pyramid? I mean, Whoa. sorry. Oh, wait, no, we're not going here. Okay, hey. sorry guys. No. Okay. <laughs> Mary, fuck, kill pyramid head. <laughs> oh no! Oh. Yo, I want to marry the pyramid head. Those oh. arms. Oh, no, I fuck him all the way. Oh my gosh. We just fuck him. We ain't doing nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> the pyramid head stays on. Like, <laughs> yes. He's, he's like looking at his phone. Am I gonna get a text back? <laughs> <laughs> No, I'd ghost him after Pull that. Pull out your great knife. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, here's my question. Who the fuck ripped this fat-ass vape at Silent Hill? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I'm sorry. Get out. I will leave right now. All right, you're kicked off the podcast. I'm yeah. sorry. We're good. replacing you. Oh. Now my Bronson. Yeah, Bronson's taking over. Sorry. Yo, what up, cat? <laughs> oh, so fun fact. We have a cat named Bronson. We also have a person named Bronson. No, here. we're the same being. Yes. It's been a long it's, hour, yeah. but I'm humanoid and I have complaints. He's transcended. <laughs> and I have complaints. Okay. Do you guys have any favorite scenes from this movie? Like a favorite scene for you for it? I think one of my favorite scenes was uh, when the cop and Rose are stuck in that one room and Pyramid Head is stabbing the door. And then they transition from the hell world into the regular alternate world. And I think it was really cool to see all of the grime and stuff dissolve and just disappear. And it turns back into the quote unquote normal setup. Because I don't know, there's something really satisfying about that. Because obviously the place is very different 
when it's in the hellish world, but you don't necessarily see the direct transition from normal world to hell world. Yeah. But in this case, you saw the transition. So, you know, there is an actual other layer of existence that's being placed on this area. I love uh, the cop's reaction. Like, did you fucking see that? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, bruh. I'm not, <laughs> like <laughs> the cops, like I've seen some shit, but I don't know. Like <laughs> I ain't seen this before. <laughs> yeah. These are some wild mushroom shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My favorite scene is is when the janitor comes out of the stall. Like he's just slowly Ooh. crawling across. He's like like flickering his tongue, and then like, he does like a he just does like a really horrific scream. As like all it's it, it just seems like all of the hell stuff is coming out of that room specifically. And just there's one shot of him just screaming, and all the creeper the little creeper bugs are coming out, and it's just it's it's always stuck with me from that movie. Right. I will. I. I. You guys took all the ones I was gonna say. Ah. <laughs> uh. So, but yeah, definitely like the door with the with the sword in it, really freaky and like a very tense moment. And then the janitor is just so well designed and looks so good and just it freaks me the fuck out. But I did want to mention when she meets the woman who's looking for her child mm. and like desperately wants her. That's supposed to be her mom, right? Yeah. yeah Alessa's mom. So yeah. something I wanted to say earlier, but we got ahead of it a little bit was Mur brought up the idea that like all children view their mothers as God, like mom is God. So it made it really interesting to look at that character that she meets as sort of like a lost little God that has no followers anymore. And it's like desperately trying to get them back so that she can feel relevant again right. or something along those lines. I don't know. It's an interesting lens. No, that character is definitely interesting, especially because she didn't fear the hell world that came about. When all the people were scrambling to get into the church, she was like, they're the deceivers. They're wolves in sheep's clothing. Yeah, that was hard. Yeah. <laughs> that was hard. Was like, I embrace the darkness. Yeah. Well, she's also like immune to it because of, yeah. Yeah, because of who she is. Yeah, yeah, and she also understood where the darkness came from in the first place, that it was indeed the cult church place that brought about this hell world yep. by burning this child alive. Right. Yeah, being able to just go like, ah, oh, whatever. It's an alarm. It'll go away in a second. She like, yeah. just doesn't care. This is like 20-minute intervals, you know? <laughs> uh, I love a good revenge scene. So seeing that lady get sawed in half. Oh, yes. Yeah. Great. I was like, yes, finally, this woman is dead. And you, and you, like, you see how bad they fucking treat her i mean like they yeah. tortured this holy child. holy shit yeah so so having her get ripped in half like that was like oh okay yeah that's worth it but she then deserved more. the scene right before it is dope too where she gets stabbed and then the like it like oozes out and opens the floor so yeah, that so that she can come in i was like that's pretty whatever, fucking yeah. dope but before that though she's basically being like you guys are all going to fucking burn. Like, this is stupid. Like, why are you guys doing this shit? And then it has her right in front of the image of the witch burning and, like, all the townspeople surrounding them. So I was like, this is a great shot. And right. then and then, well, pretty much all hell breaks loose after that. And then fucking all of them just get turned into mincemeat because yeah. of the fucking barbed wire. I was like, yeah, this yeah, is the, dope. the only thing that holds the scene back is the fact that it's, like, a bed. It's just... Yeah, <laughs> I wish the monster yeah. design was cooler. I wish it was so it's much like, cooler. These are... This is your finale. This is your boss monster. Yeah, put her in Iron Maiden or something. Ooh, I don't yeah, know, like something. something cooler. You know what I would have, would have loved to see is Alessa like drawn up as like Jesus on the cross, Ooh. have like a cross of barbed yeah. wires because essentially she was made right. into a martyr. Or, or just being held up in like a, a T pose. Like, yeah, yeah, that would work. I feel like barbed wire is very Christ esque. Yeah, <laughs> he had that thorny crown. You know, might yeah. as well have yeah. been barbed wire. Anything but a tent or a bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, dude. I can't believe the whole bed came up. That just looked <laughs> awkward. 
It's it felt like a kids cartoon and, and, yeah, when shit's like floating. True. It's like well, she's in God mode. Why does she need a hospital? You know, bed? the thing is, like when I say I would wish it was just the tent bed, I thought it was very creepy when the nurse looks inside and sees yeah. this charred person. So if it was just that and we don't see the body at all, but just the idea of yeah. what Alessa is, that's a little bit more for me. She's just this weird fleshy version. Or maybe like don't show her in that tent scene. That's what I'm saying. And then yeah, show her like charred body. Yeah, the there finale. you go. That yeah. would have been dope. Um, I wish I could have seen a furnace scene. Um, you know, because yeah. at the end of the game, you do oh, fight true. a boss in the bottom of the pits of the coal mines yep. in a giant furnace. Um, but my favorite scene, <laughs> it's a very subtle one. It's when uh. That's the ending of the movie. It really fucks me up when uh they sit in the same couch, her husband and oh, Rose. Right. It like it almost makes me want to cry. Yeah. Cuz they're I mean they've gone through hell Literally. both of them, both of them in different yeah, ways, in different different realities. And you know that they could feel each other. You can't hear each other, but he feels her sitting down on the couch with him. And it's so subtle. It was one of those moments where um because this is one of the first horror movies I watched where it's like, ow, horror movies could just be, they could just end on a bad note. Yeah. yeah it just, just makes you feel like shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, a lot of horror movies, like, you're expecting everyone to die, but this is just like, it gives you a glimmer of hope, and there's just a right. bummer ending. Yeah. It's yeah. like you thought this was going to be a right. happy ending. They go but... back into their fancy-ass house, and it's still ash. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, oh, fuck, yeah. they're stuck in this. Yeah. One, one thing... What, so, at the very end, she's, like, telling her daughter not to open her eyes. Or else, like Alessa will get in, and yeah. she does the worst job of covering her dart. Like she, does, yeah, she like, does the, the whole open hand yeah, the thing. The thing you do when you're gonna peek. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and 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 her dart peeks, and Alessa like goes into her or something. And I'm like, if she hadn't done that, would they have been able to leave? Or like, I think have... so. Okay. I honestly if, think if that's the case, then shame on the mom for doing the. Oh, yeah. Just cover cover your eyes a little bit. I honestly think that Alessa was really just trying to get the other half so she could carry out the revenge plot. And since she got it, she was able to do it. But because she peaked, she let it in. You're now stuck in the Alessa world. Yeah. And because of that, you, you're not able to see your dad anymore. And so that's why I feel like my favorite scene is just, they're in the same couch. I mean, it hurts. It hurts to watch that because they're right there, but they can't fucking see each other. So. Well, if it makes you feel any better, <laughs> in the horrible sequel, uh, they managed to get the daughter out. Yeah. The wife is still in there. I believe the dad willingly goes into the world at the oh, end of the shit. movie to like find his wife. But yeah, the the plot of the second one through loose writing. Unless <laughs> um, Sharon. Alessa, yeah. yeah. Sharon. Yeah. Sharon Alessa <laughs> gets out of of the in between world and then. Some cult tries to hunt her down and things Fuck. happen. Okay, <laughs> I just gotta say, was I the only one that was thinking of Ozzy Osbourne every time that Rose was yelling, Sharon! Yeah, it's one of those ruined <laughs> names. Yep, definitely. Uh, That's like her only dialogue for like the first few scenes. Yeah. She says, Sharon! Sharon! Like every other scene. Okay, so what would you guys rate these films then? Or the film itself? Mm, I'd probably give it like 7, 7.5. Like it's it's still pretty good, I think the beginning of it had some like, I think we talked about it too where it's like just take down the sign like weird things you could punch through the holes of the story yeah, yeah, where you're like what not, the hell but nothing that weighs it down yeah it's much, not gonna be yeah. crazy heavy where, where you can't enjoy it and uh, I liked all, a, a lot of the visuals that you're having in it 
um, huge metaphors for what we discussed earlier. So I think it did a good job of that. I'd probably give this movie like, yeah, 7.5 to an 8. I found it really enjoyable. Like it was, I wouldn't necessarily say easy to watch, but I was engaged the whole time I was watching it. I feel like I should go back and play the video games because I think there's a lot of story and dialogue that I've missed out on, obviously. But no, overall, like this is a very enjoyable movie. Interesting plot, interesting characters. I wouldn't necessarily say character development, but you don't really look for that in horror movies, do you? No. (laughs) (laughs) Go watch it if you haven't yet. I'll give this movie an eight. I think uh, the shots, like the cinematography and the set design, pay homage to the video game really well. Obviously, it doesn't hit beat for beat, but it does its own thing that's very interesting and unique. I want to play the game again. And that's if, if a movie can make me do that, then it succeeded. I'll give this movie a 7.5 because I think that if you were a fan of the Silent Hill games, there's a lot of good stuff in here for you. Like there's a lot of good references that are there and like a lot of them seem to be meaningful as well, which is what I think was in like indicative of the Silent Hill games in the first place is that the monsters, it all meant something. So the movie does a really good job at that. The setting looks really good. I think there might be a couple questionable like dialogue writing errors, which is why I'm like, like just eh. so why it kind of uh, loses a few points with me, I suppose. But other than that, I, I did enjoy like the, I don't know, the sets and every everything else that about it though. I, it was a lot. There's a lot here to unpack. Yeah, like I think I think seven point five, maybe seven point four because it's no death note. But yeah, seven point five. It it you could tell the director wanted to make this movie and cared about the the game series and wanted to do a good job. Also, we had mentioned all of the music. It's from the Oh, the game. yeah. Yes. Yeah, except for Ring of Fire, which... Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, every every other piece of music is from the game series, and it really adds to the, the atmosphere. I didn't notice it very much, which means it did its job. <laughs> it, right. was, it was very well placed for each scene. If you haven't checked out the Silent Hill soundtrack, you should, because it's really well done. All right. All right. Well, I guess that's about it. I guess I'll give the outro Go then. for it. We are bringing down the Grindhouse, a podcast where we discuss horror and media. Yeah. You can check us out on all our social medias. We got the Twitters, the Facebooks, and the Instagrams. You could check out our merch. We have a Teespring where we have hats as well as t-shirts. Woo. We also have our Patreon where you can subscribe for $2 a month and you could recommend a piece of horror media to us. Shout out to our newest patron, Ray. We love you. Thank you. Hey. Also to Michaela. Michaela. Oh yes. Hey Michaela, what's up? Hey. Anyways, that's all for the promotions. Walk us on out of here, man. I'm Mitch. I'm Mur. I'm Justine. I'm Jonathan. Now it's Bronson again. Thank you so hey. much. <laughs>